Welcome to the Bike Life Podcast by Warm Showers Foundation, where we will be sharing knowledge, experience, tools, and stories of touring cyclists and hosts from around the world. I'm Tauber Lee, the woman behind the scenes at Warm Showers Foundation, the leading platform for cyclists looking for hosts and to connect with a passionate international community. Find out more by visiting us at warmshowers.org. Now, on to the show. Today, we have an amazing guest by the name of Aileen Crotty with us. And she is with Filmed by Bike, which is a touring film festival that features the world's best bike movies. And we have at Warm Showers been working with and partnering with Filmed by Bike for more than a year now, and they are an amazing organization. And I know that you're going to love hearing more about how to get involved and what Filmed by Bike is all about. And I know that you're going to love this because so many of you (laughs) create amazing documentaries and films of your bike tours. And so here is a place to learn about how uh, how an organization is supporting that 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 filming and the the biking together and the community building piece. So, Aileen, thank you for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. I like I like stumbled there. There's so many sentences I wanted to speak on <laughs> what you do and how you support what people do with filming bike um, tours and activities and events. And I would love to hear it in your own words. So tell us more about Filmed by Bike, like who you are, how it started. Let's just jump right in. Sure. So Filmed by Bike got started here in Portland, Oregon at a time in the early 2000s when our bicycle culture was really starting to galvanize. We were just excited to share space with other people who understood our desire to ride bikes simply for fun, not necessarily to get to work and not because we didn't have a car, but just because we loved riding bikes. Now, early 2000s, that wasn't common. So those of us who liked that and enjoyed that activity, we kind of found each other in this city and we started to do things together. Film My Bike started as a fundraiser for another event, and we quickly realized we were on to something because we had this standing room only audience buying tickets for the movies, and we had so much fun putting it all together. So here we are 20 years later. We've really grown from that same community energy. Um, I think when you see a culture represented in the arts, that's when you understand that it's it's a movement, and cycling mm. has certainly become a movement. In the early days, we worked with filmmakers here in Portland and the region to bring together their films and curate those into a film festival collection at the theater. And now we work with filmmakers from all over the world. In fact, the vast majority of our films come from outside of Oregon, and we're able to showcase their work on the screen, bring people together to come watch those movies, and really celebrate our love of cycling in all shapes and forms. Mm. I love it. And I know you do so much more than that, and we're going to talk about each of the different (laughs) pieces. But are most of the films that are produced, are they produced by professional um, producers, or are they people that just love biking and has taken have taken really good footage and put it together to be able to share? You know, that's a great question because it really is a mix. We do we get some filmmakers who have never made a film before in their lives, but they've got this idea and they haven't seen it done before, and they want to make it happen, and they do it. And um, 
equipment has come down in cost, technology is more accessible. So we're seeing some really great films by amateur filmmakers. And then the stuff we see from the pros is sometimes so outstanding because you get these filmmakers who are doing commercial work by day and then what they submit to film by bike is their passion project and we've seen a few filmmakers that come back to us year after year and they are pulling out all the stops for their personal project because that's really where they get to shine as a filmmaking artist so we've heard some powerful stories told through these films some of the cinematography is just awesome and for those who like touring, we find that it's a great opportunity for them to document and share their adventure, especially if there's a great story behind where they went or why they went or who they are. When that filmmaker can really tell that story behind the adventure, that's a powerful film and our audience is going to love it. I like that you're talking about the storytelling part of it because at the core of of, um, a lot of films that are made by our users, it's sharing their story, their experience of not just interacting with, of course, Warm Showers hosts around the world, but just the communities that they met along the way, like their experience, the the transformation of their, their tour, whether it's short or long, there is a type of transformation that takes place and the passion that comes with sharing that story, which of course is what we also do here on this podcast. It, it can take people along the journey, like right beside them, even if they haven't yes. toured or um, you know, are going to tour, it really just brings people into the moment. Yeah, that's that's totally what it is for me as well. I like to say that, you know, not all of us are going to go to these remote places, bring all of our gear and go traveling by bike. But we can live for a moment vicariously through that adventurer who did that, documented the journey and shared that film with us. And I know about places all over the world now that I wouldn't have known about otherwise. I have a sense of what they eat and what the visual is and what they wear and what their landscape is like because of the films I've seen at Film by Bike. And one of my favorite repeat aspects of films that we see time and time again when they are these traveler touring, bike touring films is people shaking hands. And it just, that sticks in my mind. I'm a very visual person. And I see over and over again, just imagery of somebody on their bicycle shaking hands with somebody local for whatever reason. They shared a cup of tea or someone gave someone directions or someone just off, you know how it is when you're on a bike and you're touring, people come up to you, right? You're so accessible. People want to come up and say hi. And what are you all about? What are you doing? Where are you going? Where did you come from? How many miles are you doing? How many kilometers are you doing? And so we see that time and time again in these tour films where uh, of people touring where there is just this human to human connection. And that is what bike touring is all about. And I love that that comes through so strongly in many of the films that we show at Film by Bike. Ah, that's what it's all about. That's so beautiful. I, I just, you could just see my smile, my face just lit <laughs> up, right? The human to human connection. That's so beautiful. And you created a visual for me as well, just in sharing that. I, I, I can envision and know that that is what it's like. So let's talk a little bit about the curation. So have you always curated from the beginning till now what um, like what films are shared? 
Yes, absolutely. In our early days, you know, it was slim pickings. We didn't, we, we were fortunate to have a full enough collection to show. But quickly, we started to get more and more submissions in. And the curation is a really important part of what we do. Because not only in terms of selecting which films are shown, but also how those films are presented. We really enjoy taking the audience on an adventure. What film kicks off the show? What note do we end on? And what happens in between? Mm. So there are high points and low points, contemplative moments, there are tear jerkers, there are funny gut busting moments, long films, short films. And we weave those together in a very deliberate pattern that we think is going to take the viewer on a really lovely journey throughout that program. Now, here in Portland, we show six different programs. Each one is themed differently, and one is dedicated just to adventure. And then we have a tour program as well. And what goes on the tour program is a slimmed down version of those six programs into our two favorite collections, Bike Love and Adventure Shorts. So kind of speaking to a variety of audiences there and allowing us to send the best of the festival on the road to other cities and towns. And so how do you do that? How do you send them on the road? We have a program that is a plug-and-play, easy-to-download option for cities and communities all around the world. So they can choose to show Film by Bike. They book a show and reserve the screening rights to that year's program. Along with it comes all the promotional graphics and a theater quality movie file in a digital format. So it's really easy for people to book online and then just make a show happen. We find that a lot of groups show a festival in a theater. Sometimes it's in a bike shop. Sometimes it's on the side of a barn with a projector. Um, It comes in all shapes and forms. For example, The Dallas Public Library has shown Film by Bike for many years as part of a summer conversation series that they run about active transportation. And so they show Film by Bike's collection, and then they have a roundtable discussion in conjunction. In a lot of places, it's a big annual festival and celebration to celebrate their bicycle community and Often, people are showing Film by Bike in other regions as a way to raise funds for bicycle programs, trail work, maintenance, that sort of thing, bikes for kids, all sorts of great endeavors related to cycling. And we support those. We are really here to help those shows go well. And we love working with bicycle communities all over the world to help make these Film by Bike shows happen. We love that we can have a really full and robust tour schedule of places where headed and that the locals can sculpt with film by bike sculpt it into a really great event without having to do the work that we do which is nine months out of the year looking for the world's best bike movies Mm. so a couple of questions have come up from that the first one is are a lot of the festivals especially i mean we're in 2022 now so we know the last couple of years have changed the landscape and how we access information have any of the festivals been primarily published online in a digital format. Yeah, that was, you know, it was inter- it was interesting that when the pandemic hit, we found that people were nervous and scared and, you know, people did not know where the world was headed. So immediately we went online. We 
we just dug into this old YouTube channel we had and we got it up and running and we got our live streaming down pat and we started to connect with the global bicycle audience to share our content and to offer some comfort and solace in a way that spoke to them directly as cyclists who were missing being on their bike or missing the sense of community they found from group bicycle events that they did. And so that was really fun for us. And we got that routine down and we got it figured out. And we were on there weekly with interviewing some of the coolest people in bike culture all over the world. And then our tour shows started to say, what are we going to do this year? We're used to always being in the theater. That is not an option. So we started hosting online events for other cities as well or sometimes they hosted their own online events we were running a lot of shows through youtube and then it came time for our own annual festival and we ran we we pushed off we waited you know june hit okay not happening july maybe nope not in July. Then we quickly, the writing was on the wall. We realized that we needed to go to a virtual event as well. But the silver lining to that was we did two years of Film by Bike online as a film festival. And it allowed us to really connect with that global bike community of fans and followers we had been developing through our social media and through these other Film by Bike events. And it allowed us to bring onto our virtual stage filmmakers from all over the world who couldn't necessarily make it to Portland to be with us here at the festival every year. So we really made the most of that virtual opportunity to connect and build a strong global bike community. Now it's our 20th anniversary and we're really excited to be back in back person, person this year. Yeah. Yeah. But we did see some really cool stuff happening. There's a chat window on YouTube when you have a live stream event. And in that chat window, we saw people sharing stories about their own experiences related to the films. People were asking questions about the films and we were able to chime in there and give some background information. Um, some of the films we showed, there was also, we had done an interview with that filmmaker so we could add that link in there. Mm in the chat window so people could get more information. And it was really this opportunity for us to take advantage of modern tools to make the most of a really terrible global situation and use that as a way to connect with other folks. And now we're moving into the the new world as it's presented, and we have this really great community of people that we've gotten to know over the last couple of years. And we were able to help other locations host their film by bike events and keep that momentum going, even though they weren't able to be in the theater. Yeah, and thank you for that. Our our community, I know, really appreciates that. You know, you know, you've moved along with the times that you made it work. Um, any possibility of doing a hybrid method now of online and in person? So now that you have people from all over the globe that can attend a festival that used to only be in person, is it possible now to make it of like continue to make it available digitally? Yes, we plan to do that this year. And it's so exciting because not only are there the challenges of where do you live and can you make it to Portland, but also even people here in Portland can't always make it to the theater for whether that's pandemic related or 
scheduling related and busy times. So we're really excited this year. We'll have all the festivities in the theater and all of those programs will also be available online throughout the summer. So everyone can tune in no matter where they live and no matter what their schedule is and still see all the same great content. So six distinct programs um, that we're very excited about. It is a very cool collection of films. We launch our ticket sales coming up pretty soon here, and we just can't wait to go public with these great films that we're going to be showing this year. Amazing. And by the time this show comes out, the tickets might be available for sale. So we will make sure to put the link in the show notes so everyone can access it. Today's episode is brought to you by BikeFlights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment. And you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact, and every Bike Flights shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009 and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. So I want to go back to one thing. So the interviews with the filmmakers, that was going to be a question. How involved are the filmmakers of the films that you choose involved in the festivals? It varies by filmmaker, but we do have some amazing filmmakers that we've worked with over the years who just keep sharing their work with us. And it has been so fun to see either how their work progresses or how it changes. Um, we've had filmmakers tell us little teasers saying, oh, you're you're going to love what I've got <laughs> for you this year. And sure enough, the filmmaker who did say that to us back at the end of last year, his film this year is uh, favorite for sure. And we've seen his style. We've seen his work. We've watched the way he brings that to the table. And he always has a message behind what he's showing as well. He does a lot of very urban related cycling work. That's the filmmaker Andy Lippo. Um, other filmmakers, we've just watched the way they've evolved and grown as filmmakers. Some of them have been extremely supportive in spreading the word about Film by Bike in our early days. We have a very strong filmmaking community here in Portland, so they have certainly helped uplift the festival over the years. And we never know the story behind a film until we sit down and talk with that filmmaker. Right. And we've had very so – last year, we had some really special moments where there was a fellow who cycled from India as on a ride called Freedom Ride. This is his own special project to raise awareness for modern-day slavery. And he rides a tandem bicycle, and the back of the tandem is open. And anyone can jump on that tandem as he's touring and traveling along. This fellow's name is Naresh. And the Freedom Project is the Freedom Ride Project is just a beautiful way of connecting with people and raising awareness for his project. So a filmmaker from Germany documented that adventure. And we were able to bring both of them on mm. our YouTube show and hear from the filmmaker about what it was like to document that kind of experience and to hear from Naresh about what it was like to do this really emotional project that he, you know, he had this crazy idea and he did it and it actually was very successful and, and wait, beautiful. Did, <laughs> and wait, did people actually jump on the back of his tandem and ride with him? 
Yes, and there's great oh, footage wow. of that. And and not only that, but sometimes a whole mass of people on bikes would join him and ride alongside him to cheer him on. And the concept was that, you know, when you're on a bike together, um, you, you can really freely talk in a different way than you might in a stuffy environment or in a more structured environment. But as you're pedaling along, conversation just flows more naturally. So it was an opportunity for Naresh to tell people about his cause that he was deeply invested in. And also um, just that concept of like, hey, there's an open seat right behind me here. You want to jump on? I mean, it just visually, it was beautiful. And the whole Freedom Seat project is just lovely. And um, we uh, you can find Freedom, it's Freedom Seat is the name of the film and you can find it on YouTube. I highly recommend watching it. It's just a really beautiful adventure. And for us, it was a wonderful opportunity to interview not just the person on the bike, but also the filmmaker and to be Mm -hmm. able to share their story. The interview with them is on our YouTube channel. I love it. We'll put the link in the show notes as well. So that brings up another question. Um, Are a lot of the filmmakers the ones on the bike or are they traveling alongside someone that is on a bike? I'm assuming it's a combination of the two. It is a combination, but the films that really get me are those ones where you have a filmmaker who's also a rider, and they go out to these rugged, rugged, rugged rural areas, and like the Mongolian steppe, and they're like out there with all their gear, very expensive camera gear. They're pedaling hard. It's not an easy day on the bike. They're dealing with, you know, weather conditions and hot weather and a different diet, and yet they're documenting that journey in a beautiful way. So those are some of my favorite films because I think about that, those logistics. How did that filmmaker create that film? Um, and so those are those are some really interesting films. And then in other cases, it's a scripted out story with a whole production crew. Um, it really varies. Every film is definitely very distinct and falls into a different genre. Interesting. We have a section on our forums that is for specifically for people to post their YouTube link of their own films of their tour. And some of the stories, the way that they capture the film is so uniquely different and absolutely amazing that I, I, I've seen a couple of the films I have not, I I will attend this year. (laughs) And I love, I love the idea though, that there are a multitude of people involved to create this final project and there's also space for those that are filming their own project. Yes, absolutely. And we we love both approaches. Um, I think they bring different ideas to the table. The filmmaker filming themselves has one perspective, um, but sometimes it's nice the cast and crew filming can kind of get an outsider's perspective and see the broader scope sometimes. So yeah, it's really yeah. neat to see what the filmmakers yeah. put together and how they tell those stories. So another thing that um, I want to just kind of circle back to is you mentioned that other organizations or locations or people can host the film festival on their own terms. And I know that they can do that as a fundraiser. You mentioned that they can sell tickets as a way to fundraise for any cause that they desire. Is that available around the world or is that only North American based? It's available around the world. We don't offer any subtitling services. So either a location that doesn't have a predominant English-speaking audience can choose to subtitle the films if they would like, 
Or if that's not available, then sometimes phone by bike's not a great fit for a region that doesn't have a predominantly English speaking audience available. But we've had shows in Ireland, Cork, Ireland uh, hosted film by bike one year simply as a way to thank their community for riding bikes throughout the summer. They saw huge numbers in cycling. They were very excited about that and they wanted to give back to their community. So they hosted a big film by bike Cork, Ireland event. And so we've seen lots of great shows like that, as well as fairs and festivals in different parts of Europe that have incorporated an element of film by bike into their weekend celebration. You know, we hear a lot about different festivals, of course, at Warm Showers. You know, we, we get a lot of information on different festivals around the world. And I will I will continue to mention the festival to them, which hadn't really like put the two and two together that it's possible for anybody to take it anywhere that they desire um, yeah. I will keep that in mind because I think that it was, it's a welcome and wonderful addition to any festival that's taking place. Yes, especially those festivals where there's a camping element and people are just, you know, they've got downtime, they want to fill it, but they're not ready to be up and like on the stage dancing or whatever the theme might be. But just to be able to kick back in a field and watch film by bike movies is a really nice addition to a lot of those longer camping festivals. Yeah, I love it. So let's talk about Let's talk about the actual submission process because at Warm Showers, we have had several filmmakers contact us and say, can you get us in with Aileen? Can you get our show on the screen? And I have to, of course, say, yes, we partnered with them, but the curation process is theirs alone. So follow the process that they've laid out. But what is it like for you to make that selection, knowing that there are a lot of filmmakers that are probably not selected? How, you know, how can you support them outside of that? It uh, Yes, it is first and foremost a great honor to be able to make those decisions and also very challenging. Um, in our early days, as I mentioned, we were, we were at the mercy of whatever was available. And nowadays, there are far more filmmakers creating bicycle-related movies. And so we really have to be selective. There's only There are only so many hours available at the theater. Our audience can only watch so many movies, uh, I think. I don't know. Some of our Uber fans could watch movies all day. Mm. Um, And so we have a jury that helps review all the films. We spend a weekend watching movies together with them. And they offer really important insight to us on, you know, is this over-branded? Or what is the message of this film? What what message is that sending? Um, Is this an inclusive film? Are we seeing enough diversity here? Is this really representative of all the people who love to ride bikes Or how is the story being told? Or was there a story? Sure, the footage was amazing and stunning, but maybe the story fell flat. So the jury offers so much important feedback on that. And these jurors are... They're bicycle and film enthusiasts that are everyday folks, as well as some more famous folks. We assemble a jury of people that we think are representative of our audience so that we can get that broad perspective and bring our best ideas and the best films to the table. So when we say we show the world's best bike movies, we truly stand behind that because we have a new jury every year helping us make those selections. Now, there are films that are always not going to make the cut. 
Typically, what doesn't make the cut for our festival, we show about 50 to 70 films here in Portland because we are focused on shorter films. So films that are very long, over 20 minutes long, it's going to be challenging to find room in the program for those films. Uh, Films that don't have a strong storyline, that's going to be challenging as well. Now, you might be surprised that the actual film quality and the cinematography and the camera handling skills and the lighting we're willing to forgive that a little bit if it's a strong story, especially a story that hasn't been told before. So somebody goes out on their bike on a great adventure, they're touring around, they're meeting people. As special as that is to the rider, we've Mm -hmm. seen that story before. So where is the unique element? What was the unique Mm -hmm. moment that happened on that journey? Um, Maybe it was the food. Maybe it was a special experience with a person. And when that filmmaker can draw out that element and make that the central part of the film, that's when we really start to see that spark that inspires us to bring that film into the festival. It's never easy to tell a filmmaker Mm -hmm. no. And in fact, this year we created a whole new program because we had so many films that we were having a hard time fitting into the festival and having an equally hard time saying no to. So we've made our sixth program of the festival an at-home only viewing, no theater for that one. And it's an extended play program. So instead of running an hour and a half, it's gonna run three hours long. And it's some of the longer films that are just really important stories that we couldn't let go. <laughs> so, uh, and in celebration of our 20th anniversary, we thought it might be fun to have that extended play feature. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. And and Aileen, thank you for the work you're doing to bring these stories out and to support so many filmmakers and touring cyclists to be a part of such a special community. You know, at Warm Showers, we have been partnering with you for a year now doing, you know, really good introductions of what Warm Showers is and what Filmed by Bike is to each other's communities. And we have a natural synergy amongst us and in the community building part of what we do. And I I have to say on behalf of everyone at Warm Showers, we look forward to continuing to work with you. Thank you. It's likewise, we're so inspired by the work that you do to offer a a warm and welcoming home to touring cyclists. We see so many of these cyclists represented in our films. Um, I love thinking about who are those Warm Showers hosts, the people opening up their home to strangers and the lovely experiences that provides. Now, we haven't yet had a film from a host's perspective. Really? But to me, yeah, and to me, that is the, that, folks, that's the story we haven't heard yet. We want to hear that story of someone who opens their home mm. and what is that like and whether it's from the cyclist's perspective or the host's perspective. So, yeah, we just think uh, we think the world of the work that you do, I think it is bringing the world together through cycling, um, no matter what our political views are, no matter where we come from, no matter what our religions or lifestyles are. Uh, when we travel by bike, it gives us this beautiful opportunity to connect with other people. And then the extra layer on top of that is what Warm Showers does to bring people together to share meals in a home together. And I just think it's beautiful. And I think the world needs more of this kind of activity to keep peace and keep us all connected. The human to human contact, that connection. Exactly. 
Exactly. Well, thank you, Aileen. People could find any information they want about the festival at filmedbybike.org, and we will put all of the links in the show notes. And Aileen, we look forward to sharing more of you with our community. We will let people know when the tickets are on sale and all of the festival information for this year. I actually think it's already been scheduled in our communications. You know, I I'm I'm not the, I'm not the back I'm not the person for that, <laughs> but I know that we've already put that in our communication. So anyone listening should have already received an information about that, or you can reach out to us and find out more. Excellent. And to any of the warm showers listeners who are BIPOC cyclists, we have a BIPOC filmmaker grant fund supported by Machines for Freedom. And it's an opportunity to get 1,500 US dollars towards your film project. So every June, we review those applications and give out those grants. And I would love to be able to award a grant to a warm showers member. So um, you can find all that information on our website. I love it. And if you do apply, make sure that you mention that you heard it in the show. We would love that. And Aileen, we will chat with you again soon. Okay. Thanks so much, Taverly. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Wherever you are listening, please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warmshowers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warmshowers.org.